All right. All right, so let's just get into it then. Right on. Here we go. What's up, Care Factor Nation? It's Rich Malachi here, Season 2, Episode 9, and we have a special guest here, Josh Zolan, CEO, President, Windy City Equipment. There he is. Um, today we are here um, for a couple of reasons, one being that Josh just put out an amazing book for the trades, Blue is the New White, so we're going to be talking about that, promoting that book. And we're just also going to be promoting the trades in general through through um, his vision in this book, and uh, hopefully inspire uh, someone that, uh, that that needs to hear this right now. So, uh, Josh, why don't you why don't we just start off with uh, you introducing yourself and letting everybody know who you are? Absolutely. Uh, thanks, Rich. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, as always, uh, what's up, Internet? As they say, <laughs> as you say. Um, I uh, again, I, I appreciate you having me on the show. Uh, I am the CEO of Windy City Equipment Service here in Phoenix, Arizona, um, Phoenix and Tucson. But uh, that is, I, I, I live and die by the trades, man. It wasn't always that way, but uh, uh, since coming into the industry, I couldn't help but realize the opportunity that exists here. And uh, I saw no reason why I shouldn't be the one to share it with the world among people like you. And, uh, and you know, there's a couple other folks out there that are huge advocates as well. Um, yeah. But I uh, needed to throw my hat in that ring. Yeah. And so we're here today, as I mentioned, um, we have this right here. Blue is the new white. This is the hardcover copy right here. And uh, we can find that on Amazon, of course. And anywhere else can we find that? Or is it just Amazon right now? Uh, right now, it's just on Amazon. Uh, okay. We just released the distribution of the hardcover the other day. So hardcover will appear on Amazon. And then you, you nice. can, in essence, go in any bookstore and say, hey, I want to order this book and, and then be able to. But uh, I'm not going to put it on the shelves. I'm, I'm not that that yeah. big of a deal yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. No, hey, listen, Amazon Amazon is as big as it gets anyway. So that's where you want to be. Um all right, so listen, let's let's dive in. So I, I did uh, I did go through the book. I think it's I think it's pretty great for uh, for anybody that had any questions about anything involving the trades. Um, so in the intro, we, we talk you talk a little bit about success isn't measured by a degree. So and, and right out of the gate, you gave three examples of young students uh, who all have different live circumstances. We got Matt, Zach, and Sam. Because those three people may be listening that need to hear this, so let's let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, basically, you know, to come up with those characters, I just I took a little bit of uh, each one of my egos that I had in high school, and you know, I separated them out into three different people. Um, you know, you got Matt, who's just a, he's an average student, um, you know, helping out around the house. It lives with a, a single, single parent <laughs> and, uh, you know, he, he does what he can to, to help make ends meet and, you know, but he knows he's not going to have enough money for college. Doesn't want to get himself into a big hole of debt before he starts his career. And, you know, he's just quite frankly, doesn't have enough A's to get a scholarship. So he's wondering what he's going to do after high school, you know? Um, and then we got Zach and, you know, Zach's kind of, uh, uh, he's a rebel. He hates school with, <laughs> with a fiery passion. He just absolutely hates it. He has no clue what he wants to do. Uh, he, all he knows is that he wants to succeed. Right. <laughs> and, Me too. uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That, it, yeah. that was a big part of my, my, uh, high school ego, you know, and his parents are pushing him to go because obviously they want what's best and they think they know what's best. Um, yeah. but he always questions what's best. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh yeah, and then you got Sam, uh, Samantha. You know, tried to to uh, make sure I, I I had a a woman in there, a girl in there to 
to, uh, you know, because that's part of the what the book talks about as well, yeah. right? Is, is women in the trades. Absolutely. But she, she is uh, something of a rebel, you know, and she likes proving people wrong. She likes making people laugh. Uh, she doesn't like to sit still. Um, <laughs> and she just, you know, uh, her parents, again, are, are pushing her towards business school because that's the route that uh, her dad took. And he's a yeah. successful corporate bigwig. And, but she's different. You know, she likes to blaze her own mm-hmm. trail, um, you know, and uh, uh, and do things her own way. So those are the three uh, three people that, you know, um, basically this book speaks to. Yeah. And it's it's I'm hoping that maybe there's a high school student out there or someone that's in college and is didn't pick their major yet because they're just going to figure it out and all that stuff. Maybe someone's listening and understands that, you know, you're not alone and there is an entire industry or industries out there that that you don't even know about that you're about to learn about. So um, we'll, we'll get into it here. So the problem with college, we're talking, you know, so much talk about college and alternatives to college. And um, and again, I know I know both of us, we're not here to bash college if that's the route you want to take. Right. But um, I, I think as as and as you mentioned a lot too, uh, college is just kind of just pushed on you through guidance counselors and professors and parents because you're never going to be anything without that degree. Um, so listen, we know those degrees, it's expensive. And as you mentioned in the book as well, it doesn't guarantee anything because a lot of the people that are going to get those degrees are going to come out of college and not even be in the field that they were studying for. Um, so let's, let's dive into the problem with college. And uh, it says here, our coursework does not prepare you for the actual work either. Let's, let's dive into a little bit of the problem with college today. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you hit the nail on the head and that's really the point I was trying to get across is that Right now, we live in an age where um, the clear measure of success is a college education. And I think we're starting to see a little bit of a shift uh, in different uh, industries, different areas as to, you know, what that what that means. But um, I knew I heard it all through high school. Uh, I'm sure you heard it through high school. You know, I had counselors coming to me because I was a good enough student. Right. I mean, I, I I didn't I didn't fail. You know, I wasn't yeah, the best right. student, you know, I mean, yeah. when I went to class, I actually did well. But, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, my counselors would pull me in towards the latter years of uh, of high school and say, hey, you know, I know you're very vocal about not going to college. And, you know, we really we think you're making a huge mistake and we think you should reconsider and this and that. And I went back and forth. You know, I was an 18 year old kid, just like every 18 year old kid out there. I didn't I didn't know really what was best for me. I just I knew I wanted to be successful and. I wasn't convinced that college uh, could give me that, could guarantee me that, and and it doesn't, you know. I mean, we we look at college like this; it's this necessity, you know. What are kids told when when they say they're not sure if they want to go to college? They're told, "Oh, that's all right. Just just take the core classes. You'll figure it out while you're there." Uh, meanwhile, they're they're spending thousands upon thousands of dollars taking these core classes that they don't know what it's going to relate to for their future. They don't know if they need it. They, they don't know any of this, and, and they're being told to figure it out. So why not learn a trade, figure out what you want to do? College is always going to be there. You know what I mean? Very and, true. Uh, and, and the problems. I mean, <laughs> we could get into the problems. You know, I could spend two hours talking right. about problems. But yeah. the the basic problem is right that college is expensive. Uh, average tuition, uh, room, board, books for an in-state uh, college is uh, twenty five thousand, approximately twenty five thousand dollars a year. So you're talking about a uh, hundred thousand dollars over the course of a four year education. 
Um, yeah. you know, if they, do, that, if they do it in four years, if they do it in four years, which statistically, right. you know, statistics show that it takes a, an average of, of six years to, uh, um, to graduate college. If they graduate, I think it was a study in 2010 that found that 62% of, uh, college graduates actually had a job that required college and, uh, <laughs> just 27% of college graduates had a job that was even closely related to their major. So, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, there's just... There's a lot of statistics out there that, you know, are, are easily hidden, um, you know, because the perception these days is that college equals success. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that, that's, that's a great segue into um, chapter one here, because I wanted to talk about the skilled trades. And when I was going through, you know, reading the book, um, the negative perception of the trades. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's, it's, it's been this way a long time, you know. And I, I, do, I do feel like there might be a little shift coming, but we have to keep talking about it like we are right now. The, why, why is there a negative perception and how do we change it? Yeah, uh, I'm glad you asked because I, I actually I did a lot of research into this because, you know, the bottom line is we know that there's a skilled trades gap and uh, we're trying to figure it out. Every, everyone who, who knows about it is trying to figure out what the culprit is. Why, why is this happening? The best thing that I could come up with is um, during the uh, uh, 60s and 70s, colleges started to make a huge push, uh, you know, for people to get a a continuing education after high school uh, because, I mean, it's supply and demand, right? Everybody wanted uh, to employ somebody that had a college degree. So in that time, that was actually good advice. You go to college, you get that degree, somebody really wants you to work for them, and it's job security, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I mean, this push was so big, right, that that Hollywood got its hands on it. And so we had media portrayals of tradespeople reinforcing these negative stereotypes, you know, um, dumb mechanics like uh, I referenced in the book Putty from Seinfeld, you know, um, <laughs> or how about Mike yeah. Rowe with his, uh, you know, uh, reference to the poster that he saw in, in his high school, work smart, not hard, you yes. know. And, uh, and I mean, this is a good test because this is what I tell everyone. Close your eyes and picture a plumber. What do you see? And that's really your answer, right? What do you see? You see, you see uh-huh. a guy in maybe a jumpsuit or jeans ha- hanging halfway down his ass or you yeah, know, right. whatever it is with a monkey wrench in one hand and, you know, grease can in the other. And it's just, you know, that's, that's the furthest thing from reality uh, that's... I don't know. Yeah. That's the way. That's the best way I can put it. It's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because uh, there's there's that almost like it where you know people in the trades are second rate citizens almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that's true. When you close your eyes, that that's kind of what you see. And like I said, it is so much further from the truth because th- these are some of the most intelligent people on the planet to be able to do what they do. And how and Mike Rowe made the comment. I always, I posted a lot. Um, we are the ones that do the jobs to make civilized lives possible. And good luck trying to find someone that's going to be doing this 20 years from now if we don't start talking about it. And you don't, you know, and guys like you putting out stuff like this to bring it to the forefront. Um, yeah. So and then and then so and I'm going chapter by chapter here, by the way. So sure. Um, chapter two, money, money, money. Um, so we did talk about how. Uh, the way most measure success, as you say in the book, how will someone make a lot of money in the trades? Um, let's talk on some of these points for the for the money, money, money. Yeah, absolutely. And there and there's a lot involved in this that uh, that is easily overlooked, right? And and this is a, a lot of why people I, I think get their statistics 
missed up, uh, messed up, but, Uh um, you know, first, before you before you even look at how much money you can make in the trades, you need to look at how much money you can save by going the trade route, right? And and Perfect. I'm not going to go through the whole uh, graph and tables that I have in the book, um, but there is a, there's a lot of statistics in there that show, basically, in a nutshell, what you're going to spend on college, what you're going to take out in student loans, according to the national average. Uh, how much a year you're going to pay for those student loans, right? And the average salary you can expect to make after you graduate college. And then it takes yeah. that and it compares it to the uh, to the trades route, either as an apprenticeship or or trade school. Both have their advantages and disadvantages, mm-hmm. uh, but both, if that's the route that uh, you deem can make you successful, um, you know, are 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 better, cheaper. Uh, than a college education and and the ROI is just I mean it's phenomenal you know so so oh yeah before anyone even gets into how much technicians make or people in the uh-huh. trades make they yeah. have to first look at how much they can save by going that route yeah great great point um, when I when I talked to the, the two young guys that I hired here that are training you know they're talking about all their all their friends that are going to college and coming out of pocket and getting uh, financial aid and do whatever they have to do. Meanwhile, these guys are training, putting money in their pocket, saving. They're living at home, and they're just in, in four or five years when everyone else is going to have to pay down that hundred to 150000 they might have saved that much just by living at home training right. and, and working. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just for, yeah, forget about what, you, what you're going to make. Remember, understand what you're going to save you know, going into life without debt. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Yep, and and if you if anybody out there wants just a, a little nutshell of uh, a, you know a little piece of one of those tables, it uh, you have to look at it like this. You know, coming out of college, um, comparing what uh, what the student loans are and how much is actually taken out, you can expect to be somewhere around forty grand in debt when you uh, when you leave college, starting your career. So, starting out in the workforce, basically your first real job, right? You're forty grand in the hole. Uh, whereas if you would have set, spent those same four years uh, working in a trade, it you could expect somewhere around one hundred and thirty thousand dollars in your pocket. Now, of course, it doesn't mean you saved all of it. You know, you're between eighteen right. and twenty-one years old. And I'm sure some of it, <laughs> you know, is spent in the bars or whatever. But exactly. you know, the the <laughs> yeah. point is the same, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so we move moving along into chapter three. More than money, you know. First up is people, the lifeblood of any business. Um, the 22-year-old kid up against that certain customer, which was you, right? Yep. You were that 22-year-old kid up against this customer with a, an oven that's twice as much as his car. Um, you know, and let's let's talk a little bit about that situation. Yeah, I remember that situation vividly, which is ultimately why I used it for the book, because I, I remember uh-huh. very few things over the past 10 years. Um, but that was definitely, <laughs> that was one of them, you know. I was just getting my start, you know. My dad taught me uh, taught me the ropes and um, how to be a tech. I was still in training, you know, so I knew a little bit. And and this was the first instance where I really got to practice it by myself. Um, you know, my dad was busy. This this customer needed his equipment up and running. I mean, it was I think it was a Friday night or Saturday night, something like that. And uh, so you know, he called, and my dad said, "I can't make it, but I can send my son." And the guy, I mean, immediately, immediately, the guy was like, ah, I, I, I don't know, you know, I, I know you, but I don't know your kid. And, 
you know, so, all right, fine, just send them. So yeah, I, I did. I went out there. I mean, it was simple, right? It was just a, it was a gas leak and a hose, uh, replaced the quick disconnect, the, you know, the gas hose and, and he was off and running. Uh, but that skepticism yeah. was there because number one, I was young and, uh, yeah. you know, number two, he just wasn't, wasn't familiar with me and it, and it terrified him because that, that piece of equipment was so expensive, mm-hmm. but even more, uh, even more than how expensive it was, it was what it could generate for him on that Friday night, right? He needed it up and running. So yes. I got the opportunity, took it, ran with it. And I mean, the gratitude that came over his face, I'll never forget it. You know, I mean, his perception of me and uh, the business and what we do, everything, it just was like black and white. You know, it was like somebody opened his eyes and uh, and he was just, he expressed this overwhelming gratitude. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, problem, you know, and I'm like, all right, cool. Sign here. You yeah. Know? And, <laughs> and it was just a great feeling. I, it never left me. Yeah. That's, and that's part of the thing. So, and, and you could find this on page 71 of, uh, of blue is the new white and, um, starting on page 71, but uh, it's more than money. So talking about, um, benefits, travel, unique experiences, learn skills, freedom. There's so much more, um, like you said, this, and even the reward of, of this, of this customer of yours that, you saved the day, you saved the weekend, you know, and now he was able to provide for his customer and his family and his employees. Uh, let's, let's talk a little bit more about how it's so much more than the money. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm glad you asked because that's, that's another perception I think that we battle too, because typically, you know, um, people view technicians as, uh, just constantly working, which is true in some cases. And in most cases, and especially at the start of your career, you got to work, 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 you know, but the, the nature of the business that we're in, you know, the more valuable you are, the, the, the faster you can do things, the, the more you can provide for the company that you're working for, or the company that you've started or whatever the situation, the more freedom you'll ultimately have down the road. I say in the book, and I, I genuinely mean this, if you have an aversion to hard work, trades are not, you're, you're on your way to failure. I mean, uh-huh. and that's, that's the only way to, to put it. Some 100%. Work, some work is physical, right? Some work is not. Some work's mental. But hard work is a part of it. Um, yeah. But what you're working toward is work-life balance. You know, again, the more valuable you become, the more you can control, you know, your schedule and, and things like that. Uh, and especially with what we're seeing now, right? I mean, uh, vacation time and PTO and stuff like that for technicians is through yeah. the roof right now because it's, yes. you know, it's one of the benefits, you know, not yeah. to mention all the health insurances, 401ks. I mean, the benefits packages in the trades are unmatched. Yeah. I mean, like you said, you're, you, you eventually can write your own ticket if you're good mm-hmm. and you're willing to work and come in every day and do what you're do what you need to do to get the customer up and running, to support your team, your your everybody around you. Talk about the PTO and the vacation and all that. I mean, the freedom is there because if you're if you're if you're that good and you're producing numbers, it's no problem to give 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 those techs an extra week or two to go do what they want. You know, because they've already produced. Absolutely. And, yeah. And they're deserving. Yeah. They're deserving of it. You know, I mean, they yes. could because they can balance themselves. And that's what people need to understand is that, mm-hmm. look, yeah, you may put in 40, 50, 60, 70 hours in a week, you know, if, if, if the work is there and it calls for it. But then, you know, that mm-hmm. means that, I mean, it, your week off with the, when the phone doesn't ring at all is completely 1000% justified. Yeah. 
hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, they 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 deserve everything they get. Um, and roll, rolling into chapter four, we talk now. There's there might be one of those guys or gals sitting in a classroom right now, and they're thinking maybe they're thinking HVAC or refrigeration, or they're thinking carpentry or construction or food equipment service or whatever they might be thinking, and they're saying to themselves, "Am I the? Am I going to be good at this? Am I the right fit for this?" So you talk in the book. You know, uh, who who are these good candidates to to you know become part of this? Yeah, so uh, you know, my broad answer is everyone, but right. uh, obviously, <laughs> you know that that comes uh, <laughs> that, that's a little little vague. But um, listen, there are some characteristics that uh, distinguish good future tradespeople. Uh, you know, working with your hands, having a genuine curiosity for how things work. Uh, having a passion for for helping people, um, for building things or taking things apart, whatever. All of these are 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 sure indications that trade work would be right up your alley. Um, I talk a lot in the book, though, too, about as long as you are, as long as you're smart, as long as you have good common sense, you know. All, most people can be trained how to do this if they start early enough, i.e. right out of high school. There are some people who just don't have the physical capabilities, and, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, uh, There are other trades positions available that don't require that. Um, but uh, really what the trades do is they help build those qualities, those fundamentals for success, right? They help, they help strengthen character. They help practice humility. They help... Uh, you know, just overall personal development. How about how about uh, you know mentality? You know, your 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 super sharp grandpa, right? That's always sitting there doing Sudoku's, working with his mind. You know, uh-huh. that's what tradespeople do every day, using their mind and their hands. You know. Every piece of equipment is one big Sudoku. I mean, you know, it's not like <laughs> right. it's portrayed in the movies, right? The, to diffuse the bomb, cut the blue wire. You know, when you're <laughs> stuck with 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 97 different blue wires, you know, it takes takes real skill to know exactly which one to cut. It's very true. Yeah, um, and so to go taking that into uh, chapter five. Um, where I, I will let you know, everyone know, page 115 is kind of where I started with this one. And with Father's Day weekend upon us, um, I wanted you to talk to me a little bit about your dad. Uh, you know, before we before we start to talk about how we enter the trades, um, how, how's your relationship with your dad today? Because I know mine is not how I wish it was. But because um, family businesses, they, they, they're tricky. And sometimes things happen. But how, how's your relationship with your dad? And, and uh, talk to me a little bit about your dad. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, it's uh, uh, obviously the book is dedicated to him, um, yeah. you know, because I, I credit him for giving me the opportunities that that I have today. The relationship with with my dad is is fantastic. You know, he's got such an old school mentality and uh, and I've got, you know, a, a newer school mentality and we really complement each other in that way. But I will say this. Um, growing up, my, my parents divorced when I was very young. So, you know, all through my high school career and earlier, I got to see my dad every other weekend. That was, that was the extent, you know? So, uh, what is that? 26 times a year, um, something like that, that I got to see my dad. So growing up, it wasn't like we were in the same house, you know, going to my dad's was, uh, was an escape for me. It was fun. It was a, a two day vacation every, every two weeks that I got to spend with him. So it actually, 
uh, it worked out. I don't know. I don't know what forces in the in the universe, you know, pushed me towards this trajectory, but uh, <laughs> it worked out because I don't know what would have happened, right? If uh, if him and my mom would have stayed together, um, it may have been a completely different dynamic in the relationship. But I respect yeah. him. I saw what he did. You know, he never missed a weekend with me, and it was, you know, so I've always been very close with my dad. Even when he moved out to to Arizona to start working in the uh, in the field, uh, you know, and I was still in California at the time, you know, so that distance I was I was used to already. Um, but when I got the opportunity and and I came in and you know I went from seeing him every other weekend to barely seeing him at all when when we were in different states, uh, then to working every single day with him, it w- it was almost an easy transition because it's almost what I was. Uh, what I didn't know that I was waiting for my whole life. Yeah. Hmm. That's pretty awesome, man. So, um, how to enter the trades page one fifteen. how, how to, how do we enter the chains and what's the best way to choose the right one? Yeah. So entering the trades, you got two, two real routes. You've got the, uh, uh the apprenticeship route going right to a, a service company, you know, uh, knocking on the door saying, Hey, this is something I really want to do because I, I think, you know, as well as I do, you know, we really don't, we don't hear that too often. We have to, we have to go procure it, right? We have to convince uh-huh. people to come. So if, if there's a, a, an 18 year old kid that comes knocking on my door and says, Hey, you know, I want to, I want to get into this business. My ears perk up right away. I listen, um, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I, I respect it. You know, we did have one kid uh, that came in here. His name is David, and uh, he still works uh, with us. And he came right out of high school. Wouldn't leave me alone. I didn't understand it. Right? This is before. <laughs> this is before I, I knew I was going to write a book on that topic or anything. But. You know, a couple times a week, he would come in. Hey, you got a job for me? He'd email me. Hey, I really want to work for you. You know, um, and I didn't understand it. So finally, I caved. Uh, you know, I let him take out the trash. I mean, he was basically the janitor. And uh, and I said, all yeah. right, you know, this is it. We were in growth growth mode. We just didn't have the resources to, uh, you know, to train at that point. So, yep. I get um, it. yeah, so uh, he worked his way up, man. He, he heard that somebody needed a part one day and he threw his hand up. He said, let me go bring it to him. I said, all right, no, no problem. And then he went and brought it to him and then he brought another part and then he brought another part. And I was like, oh, parts runner. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. And and, uh, so he he worked his way to a parts runner and then started uh, helping out with the grunt work and carrying stuff up ladders and stuff like that when he would drop off these parts. And so we ended up giving him a shot in our PM department. He, you know, took him a little while. He was still green, obviously, but he Uh retained everything he could. And uh, uh, he excelled at it. And now he's he's on our install team, you know, installing 15 ton uh, units on rooftops and refrigeration systems and the whole nine yards. Kids killing it. Killing yeah. it. Amazing. Yeah. See, that, that's that's just I, I love stories like that. These, these are because the, there are, you know, there's this perception as well out there. of all oh, these kids today don't want to work. These kids, they, they they don't they didn't do it. You know, have it like we had it. We, we were workers. There's kids out there that want to work. I mean, you you found one in David. I found two here in Jamad and Connor. This kid, these kids have not called out one day this whole year. <laughs> that's you know? that's amazing. In, they're in every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I so, didn't get into the second uh, the second uh, yes, way to get into yes, trades yes. is trade school, obviously. Yes, yes. Um, and I think that's obvious to most. Some trade school lasts six months. Some last two years. Uh, either way, it's. Uh, uh, like a fifth of the cost of college, 
uh, if not less. And, uh, and usually that gets paid off the first year of work. Yeah. And you're going to put that stuff to good use, you know? Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. You know, you're going to go to college and sit in, you know, history and calculus and come out and say, now what, what do I do with this? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, so listen, we're going over to chapter six, finding success, potential career tracks. Uh, you say the question isn't what the trades can give you, but what can't the trades give you? Yes. So let's, let's talk a little bit on that. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, the, the, the question that everybody gravitates to is, you know, why would I, why would I choose a career in the trades? What can it do for me? Um, and my argument is always, what can't it do for you? Uh, they just don't know the trajectories that are available within the trades. Everyone thinks trades, they think greasy, dirty, you know, plumbers, wrenches, yep. uh, digging in toilets all day, whatever. But yeah. uh, it's just not the case. Yeah, you put in that work, right? As a technician, you learn the fundamentals and you learn how how to succeed at that. And then it can literally take you anywhere you want to go, uh, mentally, physically, uh, vocationally, you know, I mean, just everywhere, you know, you've got trajectories such as uh, management, you've got entrepreneurship, you've got uh, trade adjacent, right? I mean, and trade adjacent, let me, let me clarify that. Mm -hmm. It's something that is closely related to the trades. I, I interviewed uh, Aaron uh, with XOI in the video who runs a software company yeah. who used to be in the trades, but he found a way to serve the trades by uh, by opening up a software company and, and providing a service that way. So even mm -hmm. though he's not in the trades anymore, he found a trade adjacent career that has made him and his team wildly successful and, uh, um, you know, really, really utilized, you know, and then there's there's other things. There's there's teaching, there's training, there's there's just so many so many different directions you can take it that people mm -hmm. they don't see past the wrenches yeah that's that is a, such a good point and i just had a conversation actually with a, a really 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 close friend of mine thinking about new opportunities at this point in his life and i told him you know maybe want to be refrigeration tech coming in and you know if you could sit down with a you know or, or a ride along you know with my my senior techs and um We'll put you in some schools, so you get EPA certifications, do all this stuff. I, I said, you know, maybe maybe five years from now, you're a Dynamo Tech, six years, and you're saying, you know what, Rich, I'm ready. I'm ready to move on to some management and leadership roles. I want to be a key account manager. I want to. I want to, you know, train train the new generation coming up. And you know, we talk about tr training a lot here, opening up maybe some kind of a school within our business. And, you know, you need people to do that, and yep. so the, the the opportunities really are endless. Like like you say, it's true. Um. So also success is different to everyone. Talk about that in the book. What's, what's, the, uh, what's the best way I think uh, that one should think about their career goals? You mentioned uh, a, wheel of, a wheel of life, eight spokes. <laughs> yeah. Want to clarify on some of that? Yeah. A little so, bit. So first off, let me just say, I, I can't take credit for the wheel of life. You know, I don't know who came up with it, but uh, Google really helped me find it. So, sure. um, you know, the, the wheel, but I really resonate with it because it's so true, right? Uh, the wheel of life, for, for those of you who don't know, is a, it's a circle and then it's divided into different sections and each each pie of that section represents a different part of uh, your life or what you what you want to be successful in. So you've got uh, financial, personal growth, mental, career, you know, social, spiritual, family, health, you know, whatever, whatever those, those pies re represent to you. So you've got this circle, 
got the pies with the categories. And your job uh, in order to define success is to equally shade all of those areas, those pies, um, to where it's balanced. Because if you're too high in one and too low in another, what what's going to happen? That wheel is going to get thrown off balance and and you're just not going to be satisfied or you're not going to be happy with where you are in life. So your goal is not all of them have to be filled 100%. They just have to be even. As long as they're even, you can build on all of them. And and that's that's the concept behind the the wheel of life is is finding the correct balance, a career that can give you or a lifestyle that can give you the correct balance so that you feel successful. And, yeah. you know, my, obviously, uh, my career in the trades has, has done that for me. Yeah. And I'm hoping it can do that for millions of others, too. Yeah, that's excellent. Um, and with, also within this chapter, we talk about personal success. So uh, as human beings, we want to feel good about our health, wealth, family. How does the job, like being a food equipment service tech, have an impact on our personal lives and successes? Oh, man. Yeah, and this is one of those things I could just talk forever on. You know, yeah, we yeah. we talk we talk about fundamentals, right? And how the how the uh, the trades and and food service in particular um, can be uh, rewarding and 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 successful. You can make you feel successful. So there's a few things, like uh, for instance, communication. Okay, uh, when I was out in the field, I had to find intelligent ways to communicate with people, and I wasn't always the best communicator. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that out there. You know, I, I, I did okay, you know, but I, I mean, I would get defensive, uh, you know, there was, I just didn't know how to, how to project yeah. and convey my, my feelings, um, you know, or, or information for that matter. But, uh, as I, as I grew up and as I was having these guys sign the tickets, as I was taking the phone calls saying, why did you do this? Why, why did I get charged this? You know, uh, what's wrong with the piece of equipment? Can you explain it to me differently? Because you're using a lot of jargon there. Like, I don't understand what you're saying. You're finding creative ways to communicate the information that needs to be communicated. And that has transferred to my personal life. Um, I don't think anything that I, uh, anything else I could have done could had have the same impact because now I can articulate exactly what I'm trying to say to anybody around me, friends, family, you know, I mean, my daughters, it helps me explain shit to my four year old daughter, you know, because I'm, I, I, I already made the connections on, on how to communicate so that people can understand whether they be four or whether they be 94, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. so that's a huge part of it. Uh, work ethic, obviously, if, uh, if you don't have work ethic in, in, in your career, then you're not going to have work ethic in life, your personal life. And, and you need that, right? Any, any family needs to work at, uh, uh, at their relationships. So work ethic is huge. I mean, everything can be translated, uh, you know, to, to a personal setting for personal growth and personal success that's learned in the field. Yeah. Absolutely. I uh, just want to stop right now and uh, let everybody know again, Amazon, Blue is the New White by Josh Zolan. Go and pick up your copy. We're talking about it here today. There is a plethora of information in here, especially for those thinking about the trades. So let's keep it rolling here. Chapter 7, what do I do now? So I, I have here, um, first up, you say, talk to tradespeople. So let's go into the importance of uh, getting as much info as you can before you start the journey. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I do. I implore everyone to 
to, and that's what this book is about, right? Is is recognizing that this is a viable option, and uh, and so with that comes research. Um, talk to tradespeople. Uh, you know, you've got the book. Read the book. Uh, talk to Rich. I mean, and I mean, you you throw scroll, scroll through social media now. Yes, and, good point. And you know, it's it's not like it ever has been before. There are. You know, there are a lot of people out there that are putting the trades on social media, which is the kind of, you know, it's the push that we need. Uh, Like you, you show a very broad aspect of the trades, everything, you know, from how to be successful as a technician, what it means to be a technician, the behind the scenes business side of it. You know, I mean, so that's intriguing because it gives you a full picture. Um, you know, there's also a lot of like HVAC techs and, and, and refrigeration techs and even cooking equipment techs now too, all over LinkedIn and stuff like that, that will show pictures of their work, of the job site, what they're doing. They'll explain it. You know, this is what I found. This is what I, what I replaced customers happy, you know, so yeah. And they're passionate and they're passionate about it and they want to talk about it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that's what we need because that passion um, – and if you don't mind, I'd like to talk about the passion thing real quick. Yeah, uh, please. So, so a, a big thing that uh, we're hearing these days, right, is that you need to follow your passion, follow your dream. Um, if, you, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. All right, but I'm going to call BS on that right now uh, because it's hey. – Look, if you're one of the lucky ones and, you know, you land a, a, a spot as an Instagram influencer until you're too ugly to be on Instagram, you know, <laughs> then good for you. But I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, you're better off finding the passion in what you do. OK, I'm not passionate about fixing fryers. I can't stress that enough. I do not like rolling around in grease puddles. I don't. That's not. It's not like I say, oh, hey, great. I get to go get a pizza dropped on my head one day. You know, um, it, it, that's not it. I am passionate about helping people. I am passionate about yeah. walking into something that isn't working and then leave and know that it's now working because of something that I did. You know, so figuring it out, putting the pieces together, you know, that kind of thing. And then above everything else, I'm passionate about big building something bigger than myself, which is what I'm doing here with with WCE, you know. And so am I passionate about fixing fryers and turning wrenches? No, I'm not. But I am passionate about what it can do for me and I'm passionate about what it can do for everyone. So I I needed to say that I I just. Yeah, I'm glad you did. Thank you for saying that. That's that is so huge because I think a lot there may be a lot of people in the trades that think that way, but maybe they don't want to say it because they don't want to seem like they don't care about their business. But it's not it's not that's just not the case. And I I actually I agree with everything you just said. And I am the same way. Feel the same way. Wow. Yeah. Um, Continuing on uh, page 163, we had a a note to educators and parents. Um, I don't know if I could grab this up here. Yeah, so you you do have a, on page one sixty three a note note to educators and parents. What what are we telling the educators and parents listening right now that they need to hear? Um, get out of your get out of your kid's way, and and I I don't mean to. I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm really not. You know what I'm saying is that recognize that you don't know everything. Recognize that you may not even know what's best for for your kids or or the kids that you influence. And I'm not trying to slight anybody. I'm not trying to say that they're not smart. 
I'm just saying that, you know, there has been uh, a perception, you know, over, over time that has led people to this thought process, educators and parents included. And uh, they may think, you may think that you're pushing your kids uh, towards success, but you may not be. And that's why I need needed to put this book out uh, because if they don't know what opportunities exist, of course the kids aren't going to know what opportunities exist. All right. So, so this book, you know, it's written in a way that resonates with the youth. So you can literally, you know, you, you can pick up a copy of this book, read it. And if you agree with it, hand it to your kid, you know, and, and hopefully it will rec- uh, uh, resonate with them. But that's what it's designed for. It's a resource. It's, it's not to call anybody out. It's not to say anybody's an idiot. You know, it's just, it's just there to uh, give you all the information in a way that's easy to understand. Um, so yeah, my, my note to parents and educators is, um, wake up and and realize that you may not know. Exactly. Perfect. But perfectly said. Um, and and going right from there into the conclusion, uh, page one sixty seven, with talking about perception and reality, uh, which we talk about a lot, um, and a lot for a lot of different reasons. We you know you have in here life is short. Do what's right for you. Um, getting into the conclusion of the book. What do we have to tell the high school students, the teachers, the parents? I mean, this is this is to everybody. Uh, let's let's break it down one one last time for all, all these naysayers out there. Give them a dose of reality. Yeah. So life is short. Okay. And I don't care uh, what Seneca says. I know his book says uh, life is long, but life is fucking short. And and that's the bottom line. And and because you know you look back and you wonder where the years went. You know. I mean, I'm I'm only. 33 years old and I still look back and I go, I, I really don't remember the last 10 years of my life. Yeah. Little things that stick <laughs> out are the most important things stick out, but the time is now. You know, you don't want to go through a, a, an entire college education, try your hand at a career that wasn't related to your major, only to realize that you fucked up back then and you could have done something about it. And that's yeah. really what I'm... Sorry, am I... Is this language okay? I should have asked before the podcast. Fuck yeah. Okay. You're good. All right. All right. <laughs> so, but, but that's it. You know, I mean, we have the opportunity right now. People yeah. just need to listen. They need to know, right? They need to know that this is the circumstance, that, that this is the reality. You know, the perception is the perception, and that's all that it is. But yeah. as soon as you can educate yourself in the right way to know exactly what's all entailed in trade work, um, you know, you'll be much, much better off because if nothing else, at least you'll have the option in front of you. Yeah. So th- that took us through the book. Um, and, uh, you know, it's again, it's it's one of these things that is so necessary out there. I, there's, there, there's no book out there like this at all right now that's breaking it down piece by piece. And it's not it's not one of those books that are you know, 500 pages and you got to really dive in. I mean, this is just, it's, 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 it's a simple, easy read for everyone to understand and, and grab, grab something from it. Um, so closing out, we're just, uh, I, I always love to continue to promote as much as we can. Food equipment service for us is very big. 
on the cooking side and also refrigeration and HVAC and dishwashing and food prep equipment, right? For us, that's our main, our main, uh, staple here in the trades. And, um, how, how, I, I know we talked a lot about it, but just some final closing thoughts on how to encourage, encourage someone to just, just jump in, go for it and try it. Yeah. Uh, reach out, you know, I mean, that's why we're doing this, right? That's why you're having yeah. me on the podcast. We, we want, we want people to listen. We want people to see this. Um, so, you know, the best thing that anybody can do if they want more information, yeah, there's a lot of information in the book. There is a lot of information in there and it's a way to shift the mindset. But really, if you, if you want to know more, you know, reach out to rich, reach out to me, yes. you know, I mean, and you know what, the beautiful thing about this is that, you know, we will teach you and We'll be honest with you. If this isn't a fit, then we're gonna fucking tell you that, or at least I, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell them that. You know, absolutely. And, and at that point, then, then you have another decision to make. Continue on the trades. You could get into to parts or or account management or something that fits you better. Or if you want to go try your hand at college and you think that that might be it, it's still there. It's, it's still always there. gonna be there, right? Exactly. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. So. Um, I guess, I guess that's it. We'll, we'll close this one out. We've been talking for, uh, quite a bit here. Um, we said a lot and, um, what, what else is going on with Josh? Let's talk a little bit, two minutes about Josh. What's going on with Josh? Josh is that you're in Arizona. Yeah. Um, married, right? Yep. Married. How, uh, how many kids? Uh, two kids. I have a four-year-old daughter and a one-year-old daughter. Um, and don't girls. ask me to, don't ask me to try my hand at another one, man. I can't risk it. <laughs> I can't risk it. No, two I love girls. him to death. Love them to death. They are of fantastic, course. and I'd be, I'd be beyond proud if if they uh, if they chose a, a career in the trades, yeah. um, you know. And I'm going to do my best to uh, not necessarily push them, but really make sure that they know yeah. what kind of options are available. Um, but yeah, yeah bring it's them a, in. yeah, yeah, bring them exactly. in. Bring them when they when they get old enough. Bring them in. Show them what dad does. Show them what everybody does, and have them hanging around the shop, the warehouse, and. Yeah. I'm doing I'm the same thing for my nephew. I I don't you know I don't have kids, but I have you know, my nephew Carson. When when he gets old enough, I would love to have him here, seeing what Uncle Rich is doing. And and if it's for him, you know, it's, it goes back to you know we talk self awareness, and you know, if it's for him, that I I, I truly hope it's going to be for him because I would love to see him sitting here one day doing this. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? I mean, honestly, that's that that's my life, my my family and my work, you know, and and that's where I spend most of my time. I'm at the office at 4:30 every morning, leave at 5:30 every evening, spend the rest of the evening with my family and get up and go do it again the the next day, you know, and that's that's what keeps me happy. Everybody's different, but uh you know, I I feel like that uh, myself, my company, what you're doing, you know, we're we're all um you know, really providing value to to people in so many different ways not only yeah. with our business but but with our words too you know yeah and it's super important um all right listen i, I really appreciate you doing this and one more time uh josh zolan the author of blue is the new white you can go pick a copy up on amazon there it is right there here it is right here and uh i promise you won't be disappointed you're gonna you're gonna find something um you might not have known previously so i appreciate it brother all right. Thanks for having me, Rich, man. Always yeah. a good time. Always. Thank you so much.